So let's go ahead and get started, I guess. By the way, before you hit uh, record, I hit my parlay on that uh, Notre Dame game, barely. I took the under 45 and Notre Dame winning total points. Or I'm sorry, under 55 total points, uh, 52. It's like what, like 40s? Oh, okay. Damn, that's not bad, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't I didn't bet that game only because like yeah I had no pulse on like either of the teams. It's so tough. Week one's just tough. Yeah, uh, I mean it's not usually till like week I want to say like three ish, you know three four ish where you can like really start making some like solid bets. But then for college, obviously like by that time you're almost like halfway through the season. So yeah, um, true. All right, cool. Uh, I guess we could go ahead and just get started. Um, Long weekend was kind of dampened by uh, the Hokies. Um, they lost, obviously, for those that couldn't watch. But I, I, know, I know we spoke about this, you know, over the weekend as well while we were kind of hanging out with Sam playing some Fortnite. But um, well, why don't you give kind of your take on it? And uh, I guess what I guess what you'd say would be like, you know, just break it down for us. Big picture is, as as mentioned before, is turnovers. You, you when you when you turn it over five times, the stats say you're you're going to have a ten point eight, call it eleven percent chance of winning, uh, or maybe maybe not five turnovers. It was a negative four differential differential uh, yeah. on the turnovers. And stats say in the past like five ten years, if you have minus four differential, you only have eleven percent chance of winning, which makes sense. Um, so you know. It's pretty simple. I mean, you score 28 points, you should win the games more times than not. Um, you know, can't really blame the defense when, you know, you, you set up the defense, you know, on a short field for the for the opposing team to score like 20 yards and 30 yards respectively. And, you know, you can't always expect them to pitch a shutout. Uh, so you have that. And then, you know, you have, uh, you know, kind of going lines with that with Ryan, Ryan Willis. I mean, I hope this is something that he can improve on, but he stared down his receivers way too much. I mean, some some of them he got away with with a touchdown pass to Tavion Robinson, barely got it in. Um, There's one ball that was batted down, and if it wasn't batted down, it was going to be a pick six. And then at the end of the – just before halftime, he got picked off for staring down the guy again or trying to squeeze it into a player with too many guys around him. And that's got to stop. He's got to learn progressions. He's got to look off yeah. the look off the defenders and you know go through his progressions and see who's open. If not, then you know take off of your feet because as we've talked about, he has a speed to run. He's not a runner, but if he has to, he can, certainly can't. Yeah, I was actually like super surprised. I mean, he had a couple good runs where there was like you know like a third and four, third and five situation and uh, pocket collapse, but like he stepped up and like he ran pretty well. And like I, I think for me, like that was you know that one, his ability to actually run that surprised me, but two also he, if I had to give him some plus points, like he did seem poised in the pocket, right? Like usually you can see some quarterbacks kind of break down, just kind of chuck the ball when like you can see the pressure coming and, you know, to to Boston college is uh, I guess defense, like they did bring the pressure, but our O-line I think held up a lot better than I thought it would. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's exactly like you said. Uh, he was reading his receivers way too well. Like you could, 
you could easily see that the rover, or even like the middle linebackers, were just kind of keying in on it. And it's funny you bring that up too, because I was reading the uh, uh, the key play, which is uh, for those that don't know, is the Hokies kind of sports blog or just kind of anything Virginia Tech. Uh, probably more focused around sports, but unofficial, uh, official. Correct. So they actually, someone actually tweeted out, or they actually put a uh, like a gif of. Tua during the Alabama game saying like this is how you should be kind of looking down your receivers and it just shows like Tua hikes the ball like snaps the ball he's looking right he's looking right and then boom instantly looks left and throws it down for like a 40-50 yard touchdown I mean yeah we we can't be comparing Tua to Ryan Willis but it, it just shows like for those that think it's impossible to do like there are college kids doing this so um yeah, and I think like you touched upon, like the defense, I think was schemed perfectly, right? We we schemed for the run. Uh, AJ Dillon, I think, had what less than fifty yards, maybe. He had less than a hundred. I want to say it was eighty, but I mean, he did not have an AJ Dillon game. They they did what they yeah. had to do with him. Uh, they let one of the other running backs kind of score a couple times or one time and run a little bit, but you know they got burnt easy uh, early with that one short guy. I forget his name, but. Uh, so that that oh the freshman yeah yeah the freshman guy that that kind of hurt early on they didn't expect that but you know you gotta be able to be ready for that and adjust um, you know offensive line you know not great run run uh, run uh, blocking but pass protecting pretty good only allowed one one sack so yeah can't... exactly um, and you know kind of touching up on the run game I don't know maybe it's just me but. I didn't see anything spectacular from the run, like from the run side. I don't know if we, like, we're supposed to come into this season with still a big question mark on the run game, but I didn't see anything where I was like, oh man, like, you know, we have something very well to complement our kind of pass game, which I think, <clears throat> excuse me, ooh, in the last couple of years, that kind of was Texas Achilles' heel, right? Like, we didn't have something to complement our past game so we just kept on running it running it running it where you're running it in scenarios which I'm sure we'll touch upon as well where you know coaching at the last like three four minutes of the game was kind of haphazard and I really didn't understand what we were doing but it it seemed at times that we were very like one-dimensional offense right like if we couldn't get it down at a 10 15 yard throw like we weren't gaining like those short yardages on a more consistent basis. I mean, we, we had our, I think we had our moments, but there was nothing like, you know, breaking down the a gap and getting like a nice seven yard run or something like that. Yeah. Play calling for the running was very questionable. I mean, the, the one freshman Keyshawn, Keyshawn King, he's going to be an, an absolute stud, but I mean, even look at the last drive on our last, you know, with the touchdown drive, um, two minutes left two 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 and a half minutes left. Uh, and and they run it twice, try to get a first down back-to-back. And, you know, they need two scores, two touchdowns, but they act like they're down by one score. It's very, very mind-numbing. I, I don't get it sometimes. It's just, it's just almost pure idiocracy sometimes with some of this play calling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully these are all just kind of week one kinks. Uh, I mean – I guess the, like the, the the kind of curse of being a fan is you always got to look on the look on the bright side and just hope that they're all like short term. Nothing wrong downfalls. with losing week one. I mean, someone's got to lose, but it just sucks. It had to be a conference game. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that, that definitely doesn't help us. I mean, us being able to go up 1-0, not only just in overall record, but in conference as well, I think would have voted for us a lot better, uh, especially with the kind of next slate of games that we have, which aren't really anything to brag home about. And I think there's really only one conference game, which is Miami and or two, right? Miami and Duke or UNC that we play back to back. That being said, though, I guess kind of foreshadowing to week two, right? We got a noon game at home, uh, line set at Virginia Tech. We're favored 28 and a half, which I'm not I touching. Was, I, yeah, you know what? I was going to actually take this as one of my dog picks and say that, you know, put money down on ODU for 28 and a half because that is a ridiculous line. Like, yes, I can see the part where we're at home. We just lost a game that quite literally, like you said, two less turnovers. We probably would have won this game. Um, and then obviously there's that revenge factor of, you know, ODU beat us last year. And for a lot of the guys, they just kind of want to go out and just absolutely a beat down on them. But two of their, their captains are uh, uh, t- 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 tech transfers from last year chris cunningham and eric kuma odu just named them captains for the game i mean that's pretty much oh they, they went to odu they're going they're at odu now they transferred oh shit yeah. dude i didn't know i didn't know they transferred there that's actually uh that should be interesting yeah so you have those two who are captains i'm sure the coach did on purpose but a little tidbit yeah. there interesting but i'm yeah, not I touching no I, i'm not touching that game who knows i have no clue they should win they, they absolutely should win it's at home, so I mean, there's no excuses. Yeah, I just hope like this game they could. I mean, more so than the run, I think at home, just don't turn the ball over. I uh, like I said, right? Like, and I think like you pointed out that that negative four, negative five turnover dis- differential is it's going to kill any team. Like, it doesn't matter if you're Alabama or Clemson. Obviously, for them, the effect will be a lot less, but it's very hard to come back from something like that. Um, but, you know, against ODU, a very, very, very winnable game. Um, I would hate to see us to go down in an 0-2 hole. I doubt it's going to happen. If we but... lose to them, I'm punting the season. I'm not watching another game. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, then there's really no – there's no, like, upside. Like, if we're losing to ODU, then there's no confidence being like, oh, well, next week we got Furman. Yeah, don't worry. Slate that as a win. Um, I mean, a lot of us have had us going – I think five and zero, oh, six and one into uh, uh, or not sorry, five and zero oh or four and one going into Miami or um, or even Notre Dame for that matter. I mean, there I are mean, people Miami's that did a- predict, you know, did predict us to lose to Boston College. It's not a shocking loss. It's just it's a game again in conference beginning of the season. Don't want to go own one in the season. Don't want to go own one in the conference. It's just one of those games where you wish you had it. Should have had it minus the turnovers. Didn't. Now you put yourself behind the eight ball. You know, got to work your way in front. So it's, uh, you know, 2016, they lost to Tennessee. You know, very similar fashion. They were up by 14 points, had five turnovers that, that gave, you know, Tennessee crawled back and beat us because of the five turnovers. Um, 2016, they made it to the championship game, ACC championship game against Clemson. Played them very tight until the very end. Yeah. 
with uh, Jared Evans and oh, could have beat them. And you know, Clemson. That was the uh, the the Tennessee game was the year that it was held in Bristol, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I remember that game. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't think this loss is any indication for the rest of the season, but uh, I mean, I don't want to harp on it too much, but I, I think it's just one of those shit happens, move on. Just don't let it happen for the next two, three, four games. I would like to say up until we get to Miami, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen when we, uh, when we see UNC. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that note, let's just, let's just pick some, yeah. pick some games. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's go on to, obviously, you know, we're going to be watch or we're going to be at a wedding watching or, hopefully getting to watch the tech game. But uh, why don't you kick us off with, with one of your picks for uh, for a game to watch for college football? All right, so if we're going to start in college football, uh, I'm gonna just going to go top two games, and I'll add like kind of an ACC game that makes that intrigues me. Yeah. Uh, first game has to be, or doesn't have to be the first one, but um, one of the three that I'm watching um, is Texas A&M, number 12 Texas A&M at – Number one, Clemson, uh, 3.30 this Thursday. Um, it's a – so you had Clemson play Texas A&M last year at uh, A&M. Uh, it was close game, closer than a lot of people thought. Uh, ended up Clemson winning by two, 28 to 20 – yeah, 28-26 because I think – I believe Texas A&M wasn't able to convert on a two-point conversion. And then uh, Clemson was able to uh, – melt the clock if I remember correctly. Uh, but for that game, 330, opening line for that game is you have Texas A&M plus 17 points. Dude, yeah, I saw that, and I was going to make this as one of my picks as well. I just I, I just stayed away. I was like, there's like I don't feel confident in taking either side. Like, I could argue both ways. I just think it's a lot of points for yeah, – I get Clemson's home, but it was only a two-point game. They had a freshman quarterback, Kellen Mond, last year at Texas A&M. I think they're he – he was a lot better, played well week one. I just don't see this being a blowout. And so I, I'm, I'm taking Texas A&M in the points, 17 points for this, uh, for this first – for my first pick. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think everything – I agree with you. It's it's interesting when you said, you know, yeah, like Clemson's at home and, you know, I, I, I do know like that. I mean, you you take kind of Clemson and kind of sticking with any of the schools from the South and the SEC, like they always play each other pretty close. And I'm actually kind of going on the same thing. And I'm actually going to start with one of my kind of underdog picks, uh, LSU at Texas. And Texas is getting five and a half. And for Texas being the team that they are, um, I mean, it's going to be obviously Texas's defense is nothing like to write home about. Um, I mean, LSU, take any team out of the SEC, their defense is um, you know, top tier. Both of them, both Texas and uh, LSU had kind of, you know, toss up, you know, like scrub games week one. Um, but I think I'm going to take... I'm going to take the the Longhorns here with the points uh, with five and a half. I think it's going to be a lot closer uh, than – Yeah, I got six points the, on my end, and I, I'm with you. This is my second game too, and I, I'm taking Texas plus six. I, I don't think this is more than a three-point game at all. Texas being at home, uh, they got a great def- or offense. 
you know, LSU, good yeah. defense. I just don't see this being a seven point win or more either way. Yeah, like to me, interestingly enough, yeah, like I, I think we, they're going to play play each other close. I think probably down to the wire. I see either a Texas win with like I don't know, like a touchdown with two minutes or like a minute thirty left on the clock. Or I see like LSU kicking like you know it's a tie game. LSU kicking a field goal for the win or something like that. You might actually want um, and this is not one of my betting line picks, but if if you want to look at the over under at fifty five and a half, that might be a juicy one to take under. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, you're thinking taking under on this? Yeah. one? Yeah, LSU's defense is legit. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, they held whatever who they play last week. They held uh, Georgia Southern Eagles to 98 yards so yeah i mean again it's like georgia southern eagles is not like you know a team to write home about but uh 98 yards is still pretty damn impressive um yeah i mean yeah so i mean the the under is looking is looking pretty nice on this one i'm gonna see maybe until a little closer to game time if the if i can get it to like 60 i'll take under 60 i don't know why that five points really makes a difference but I think 60, I just feel a little bit more comfortable taking. Uh, I know some places you can, like, buy the points, which I haven't really gotten into that realm. I know a lot of people do do betting where, you know, they'll, like, buy an, half a point or an extra point. I just I, – I don't understand – I don't know. Maybe, like, I'll the mentality do that. behind it. If it's plus three, I'll buy, I'll buy the hook to give me three and a half just in case it's a field goal game. Or, or, oh, okay. or, if, gotcha, it's plus, gotcha. or if plus two and a half, and, you know, I'm not trying to get bungled on – you know, a field goal. Yeah. Would you uh, would you buy the hook for if it was like a seven point spread? No, I, I feel fine with that. Uh, I mean, seven full touchdown. I mean, it, it's entertaining to to give you that buffer of a full touchdown. Yeah, but at the very where at the very worst, you push. Gotcha. Um, well, all right. Uh, who, who are you taking as a as a second pick for college? Well, that was my second pick, but for oh, gotcha. LSU and Texas. But I can, since we kind of combine with that one, I can kind of add a new one yeah. that I'm looking at. Um, I, I'll I'll take you got Central Florida number seventeen UCF uh, going against Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic's head coach is Lane Kiffin, uh, who's been an assistant at almost everywhere from head coach at Tennessee assistant coach at Alabama. Now he's settled in at Florida Atlantic as a head coach. Uh, they got, they played uh, Ohio state last week, lost by about, I think 18 points. Um, and now you play in central Florida who absolutely rolled their opponent, given it was Florida A&M. Uh, I think they won like 80 to nothing or 70 to nothing. They have their, their new quarterback coming in, Brandon Winbush from Notre Dame, just transferred in. He's a starter. Gotcha. Um, they're, they're, 10 points is the spread for Central Florida. Uh, yeah. I, I like Central Florida. I like their quarterback. Um, I think uh, I think on this one I would take uh, Central Florida to cover the 10 points. So just – Confirm this for me. What happens if the game gets canceled? Uh, obviously, it, you got like Hurricane Dorian, right? I don't know how that's going to affect them. You but... get money back, and or okay, or if it's gotcha. part so of parlay, the... it, it just becomes like you know they take it. It just it voids it out. Voids out of the parlay, and so that it's just not as big of a payout. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. I just was was curious because like I was looking at this one, but then again, I wasn't sure about 
you know, with with the weather concerns, like what that's going to be like. Um, right. Yeah, but Should I did be over see then by now, right? I mean, yeah, but but I did see the the score line like last year, yeah, or last week. FAU, yeah, they absolutely steamrolled. Um, but so you're taking. I'm having Central Florida UC up to cover the ten points. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I said Florida Atlantic. C- uh, yeah, UCF. Um, they they absolutely killed. Um, well, I mean, I'll try to keep it. Uh, I thought I had another Florida team, but I guess another game. Not that I doubt I'm going to really watch this, but just something from like a betting perspective. Uh, Boise State versus Marshall. Boise State is a ten and a half favorite. I personally thought that spread was too low. And I was like, there's no way that I'm not going to like that might be low. Yeah. Like 10 and a half for a team that is known specifically just for putting up points. Um, And, you know, coming off a big win too against Florida state, Uh, big, you know, however you want to look at it. I mean, it came, it was like a, I mean, Florida state did crumble, but I think Boise state was down by a couple scores going into the second half. They came back. Uh, so they're riding high, and it's going to be at Boise State, I believe, too. So That's with, with ten and a half, like it's it's like too easy not to take. Like even if I lose money on this, like I'm fine. But like ten and a half is just way too enticing. If it was a bit higher, like the in the twenties, I probably wouldn't take it. Um, but ten and a half against a team like Marshall, which usually people have Slater on their schedule as like just a tune up team, um, I'm, I'm taking this. And probably gonna put it, probably stick it with some parlay with some other bets. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I think I'd pay. I'd take the points with them. Um, and then I think at the last one, um, I, you may or may not have the same one, but uh, going back down south, uh, Tennessee is a uh, three and a half favorite against BYU. Um, yeah, I saw that's interesting. I bet on BYU last week. Uh, it was a close game up until like the second half, and then I'll you know Utah uh, kind of screwed me over. But Tennessee coming off of a, a tough loss from week one, um, I think they're going to absolutely stomp. They're going to be at home, I believe it is too. Um, so I think BYU or Tennessee is going to cover. I think pretty easily. Uh, I could see it being like a ten point difference, at least a touchdown. Uh, I would I'd bet on Tennessee pretty much up until seven points. Once it gets to the double digits, I probably wouldn't. Right. Uh, but anything less than a touchdown, I'm taking Tennessee. I'd probably parlay this with uh, with the Boise State one too. And who knows? Maybe I think what you were talking about earlier with the uh, LSU uh, Texas game at under 55 that might be a nice like three team parlay. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not a bad selection. They they should win. I mean. I wasn't really impressed with their quarterback play, but they maybe what, Tennessee or BYU or Tennessee. <laughs> I didn't watch much of the BYU to be honest with you, um, but yeah, I, I could see if they're at home. You know, they're kind of coach whips them back in the shape. You know, right? You know, lose to Georgia Southern. I mean, that's inexcusable. But um, yeah, that that that's a that's an interesting pick. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Tennessee does come out and probably covers that spread. But uh, nice. So. You got uh, any other game? Uh, I mean, there's not many like marquee matchups. I think we covered. You, mean, you got Clemson, Texas A&M. Um, 
Well, I was going to pick uh, North Carolina in the points against Miami this week. They're that at home. They played well against South Carolina. They yeah. beat them. It was at plus six and a half. Now it's down to plus four and a half. So uh, I think people are, are catching on to this line, thinking it's too high, too much points for North Carolina being at home. And do uh, we know if uh, Tate Martell is starting? Or I don't think so. Or and if he is, I have not heard it or seen it. Obviously, you know. Uh, ESPN likes to cock gobble him, so uh, I feel like we'd be on the front page if that was announced. <laughs> um, now, remind me again: was it USC that just lost their starting quarterback? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So I saw that. So yeah, they're they're I mean, down. Well, he was what a red. He was a red. No, a true sophomore that tore his ACL. So now they have to turn to a freshman, I think. Yeah, and I mean. What's funny here, and I might try to put this bet right now before it changes, Stanford's getting a point and a half. Yeah, that's odd. But, you know, Stanford played like shit against um Yeah, I didn't catch the last, last, week, last night. Yeah, last week's game. But, I mean, that's tough because USC's at home. You got to feel like that kind of favors them. But <laughs> they're turning their, the, uh, their offense over to new. Like, yeah, someone under the helm. Um, yeah, I, I, again, right? Like, I'm I'm all about, like, the parlays and trying to get as many parlays as, you know, I can. Like, as many bets in a parlay. But this one, like, a point and a half seems a little too close. Uh, now, I mean, I'm looking, again, on FanDuel Sportsbook. Um don't know if this is going to shift or not. Don't know if I should just take it now and uh, who knows, maybe like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like a point and a half at this point, like they're just saying it's going to go even, um, which actually, you know, we can move on to NFL in, in just a bit, but I did pick a team that had an even, uh, an even line. So um, should be interesting to see uh, who knows. I may just put like a dollar or two down just to lock in this, like the points now mm-hmm. um, and kind of see what happens as, as it kind of gets closer. I mean, it is like a late game, so we do have time, but I don't want it to be where, I don't know, Vegas decides like Thursday that, Oh shit, we, we made a mistake. And then it becomes like Stanford minus six or something, which at that point it might be a bit much. Right. Um, but cool, dude. Um, yeah. I guess we can kind of take that move straight into the NFL week one. Um, I think probably one of the best, I think, overall weekends in sport, right? You know, the start of, you got week two of college football, and then you got a full slate of games, uh, Sunday, you got a Monday night game and, you know, obviously Thursday night games as well. Um, I can kind of kick this off. You know, I alluded to it earlier with, um, kind of two teams that are slated at even right now. Um, 49ers versus Bucks. I'm taking 49ers w- without a doubt. I mean, I, I think I've made it pretty vocal that I am not a Jameis Winston fan. I Who is? don't believe whatever's going to happen in that offense. Um, I mean, they lost a key piece on the outside in Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I mean, yeah, they still have Evans, uh, Mike Evans, but – uh, not really sure what the run game is going to kind of hold from. Uh, I mean, they've got some injuries on the D line and the linebacker position. So 
I, I don't know. I'm just not buying into Tampa Bay. Some people are saying that uh, it's going to be like some people are actually saying that uh, what's his name? Jameis might lead passing yards. Um, what for his team? I, uh, no, for the like for the AFC. Oh, uh, oh. Um, uh, sorry, not AFC, uh, NFC. But, I would uh, bet hard against that, but that's just me. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, some people think that you know this the year you know this Arians uh, Arians Jameis combo is gonna is gonna reap benefits, but I don't see that really happening with them coming off a five eleven season last year. So, um, but yeah, that being said, I, I don't know. I'm pretty. I think the 49ers are going to be a very, I think, underrated team. I'm not saying that they're going to go to Super Bowl or anything, but I think for the credit that they're given, I think they're going to be a little bit better. Um, but, I mean, uh, it was I just saw the line. It was a little too enticing to take. Um, they're just slated at even. And mm-hmm. I don't know. With, with you got Bosa that they just kind of got from their draft picks. Um, they got – you know, Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel out of the draft as well. Um, Nothing wrong with got, the even money bet. Nothing wrong with Yeah, that. exactly. Uh, and then, again, I think I just trust uh, Jimmy G over Jameis. But uh, what's what's a game you're watching, watching this weekend? Uh, so I think an easy call for me for my first bet would be uh, Baltimore versus Miami. Uh, Baltimore at Miami. Uh, Baltimore is minus seven, uh, spreads seven points. Uh, I, I'm taking Baltimore to cover that spread. Miami is going to be poop this year. They're awful. They're trading away everybody. It seems like every week they trade an, another player to another team. They're tanking. They know they're going to suck. Um, uh, Baltimore Ravens, not that crazy about their offense with Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, I think he can do some things, not the greatest of throwers, but definitely can run it if he can stay healthy. Uh, solid defense like usual. Um, so I, I don't see this being a close game at all. So I think, I think the Baltimore Ravens covering seven points is a, uh, layup. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, more so from a fantasy standpoint, I'm kind of intrigued to see how Baltimore kind of shapes up. Uh, I did draft justice Hill, like late, late in the draft. Um, I'm hoping that he gets a little bit more integrated. I mean, he was, um, he was a speed back out at Oklahoma State, uh, and I think he kind of fits in well with that offense, um, kind of spread the field a bit, um, kind of use Ed- Edwards more as like their three down back. Uh, so should yeah, so should be interesting. But I, I agree. I mean, with with all the kind of people kind of getting shipped out of shipped out of Miami, um, I mean, yeah, the only like confident I won't say confident, but the only I guess intriguing thing left on that team uh, could be Fitzpatrick, but. I mean, he's not going to – he'll win you three, four games if that in the season. I don't see this kind of – this kind of being one of them. Yep. Um, but I guess moving on, uh, maybe uh, why don't you give us an, another game that uh, I think outside of this one that you're looking to – Yeah. Uh, so another one, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, my lowly Redskins, I can't pick them. <laughs> I, I just can't pick them. Playing the Eagles, the spread's nine and a half points. I think Eagles are going to absolutely roll. Uh, we're going to be pitiful. Redskins pitiful on offense. They're going to be complete poop. Uh, if they score more than 14 points, I will be amazed. Uh, Philly's back, loaded loaded on offense, good defense. 
Philly easily covers nine and a half, probably win by two touchdowns. I agree. Uh, I just, I actually had this as one of my picks. I just stayed away. I, I didn't want to jinx it, but I mean, in with with the matchup that it was, I mean, it's a fairly easy bet to make. Uh, it's, I think, everything like you said, um, kind of hits it right on the head. Where there's really no kind of cohesive unit, I think, on either side of the ball for the skins. Yeah, it's... where you where you look on the Eagles, I think you have probably a top three, top two tandem in D line and O line. I think just most complete. Um, now, I would take the under on this game because Redskins defense pretty good. Uh, D line. What's the under set at? Forty five and a half. Um, yeah, I yeah I don't see it being that high scoring, yeah. especially with like Wentz's first like full game back. Yeah, Eagles got um, good defense, and Redskins probably have one of the best uh, you know top top ten defensive lines, not defenses, but defensive lines that can you know stop the run, brush the passer. It's just a matter of hey, can our can our linebackers yeah. stay with you know. Um, Ertz and you know can can our secondary hold up against you know you have Jeffrey Dejon Jackson um, I'm sure I'm missing another guy but um, it's but so I don't see it being a high scoring especially I mean God it forbid it could be you know 30 to seven Philadelphia covers yeah, and exactly. still under 45 so no it makes sense um, so that would be my second pick of the three yeah I, I think another another close game that I see happening is, um, uh, which is actually one of my dog picks, uh, Green Bay getting three, uh, three points with the Bears. Yeah, and that's pretty they're good. At, they're at Chicago now. It's uh, that's kind of also the reason why I asked you that question, where you know maybe for this one I might maybe look to uh, pay and get that um, get that half a point. Yep, right. I would do that if. Uh, um, I'm, if you're parlaying it, there's you know, the payout's not going to change that much if you buy a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I would buy that hook. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's in it's it's at Chicago. You know, everyone's kind of riding for some reason super high on the Bears. Yes, they got like that defense is the real deal, but kind of more so from an offense perspective, I'm not solely bought on Mitch Trubisky just yet. Me uh, either. And I'm I'm really 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 kind of hoping for, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers of old to come out. Um, you got Devontae Adams, you got a new head coach, uh, you got Jamal Adams in the backfield. I mean, all the pieces are there and, and I'm really hoping for like an Aaron Rodgers MVP season to, to kind of carry this, um, and hopefully and definitely kind of cover these three points. Yeah. Well, not, not Jamal. Oh, I don't know if Jamal Williams, but they have, uh, um, Aaron Jones for the right. Aaron, yeah, sorry. Well, who did I say? Uh, Jamal Williams. I, I, I think I said Jamal Williams. I'm oh, sorry, my bad. Yes. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah. yeah, I saw that game too, and I was thinking about taking. Um, I thought about taking that as well. Um, but you know, I look. The Bears defense would be pretty good too. Who knows? Yeah, it should be interesting because I think. Um, Montgomery got shipped over to the Bears, right? If I wasn't mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, or am I thinking of something else? Um, uh, so let me actually just, yeah, because I think he got traded uh, to them. But if I'm wrong, then you know. But I'm kind of yeah. I, I think I think the three points is it's kind of fairly easy to take. 
and then I think my kind of last game was, uh, which again, this was actually going to be the Philly pick, but I decided not to. So taking a Lions minus three and a half against the Cardinals. A little, I think, against the grain. Uh, Cardinals, I think there's a lot of expectations. Uh, you got new head coach, uh, well, second year head coach. You got Kyler Murray. You got healthy, supposedly, David Johnson. Um, and then obviously, you got, you know, Larry Fitzgerald being an experienced receiver on the out. But I, I don't know. I, I think the additions that the Lions made to their front seven is going to be a bit much for a returning David Johnson. Not saying that he's not going to be able to get his yards. I just think that they're going to be able to stuff him. And I just think the experience of Matt Stafford might squeak out a win. It's going to be a very ugly. I don't think it's going to be anything super high scoring for that matter. Uh, I mean, the over under is set at 47 and I reaching more towards, I'm definitely going to take the under on this one. I don't think it's going to be that high. Like they're not going to be slinging the ball, especially with Kyler Murray's first NFL game. Um, I mean, sure. He's probably going to light it up just from a stats perspective for a rookie, just, you know, for him kind of being out there for the first time on the field. But I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm leaning more towards the lions. And um, I think even just overall, when we did our, um, kind of picks for uh, the NFC. Um, I actually have Detroit actually having a better record than uh, than Arizona. But what do you what uh, do you got for us pick, for your, uh, uh, for your last Sunday night game? Last pick. Uh, Pittsburgh and New England. Pittsburgh's given six points uh, as a dog. You know, New England. I get it. They're probably going to win. No Gronk this year, though. Um, you know, is Josh Gordon going to play since he just got reinstated? I don't know. Um, but six points, in my opinion, is a lot for these two teams. They usually play each other pretty tough, pretty close games. Um, and I just don't see this being, uh, you know, it could be a high scoring game, but I think, you know, Pittsburgh has enough uh, juice on offense with, you know, Roethlisberger still. You got um, James Conner and then Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, as your you know go to receiver now, yeah, they're not they don't have Antonio Brown anymore. But you know you're looking at other guys looking to step in and fill those uh, voided voided catches from last year with you know James Washington and um, Dante Moncrief. Um, so Vance McDonald, yeah, he's serviceable. You even got you even got Vance McDonald at a tight end as well. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think the six points might be a bit of an overreaction to just. Bell and um, Bell and Brown just kind of leaving, uh, but I think I think I'm kind of exactly with you. Where a lot of people said that they should see a bit more of a relaxed Ben with you know not having to worry about Antonio Brown kind of being out there, kind of asking for passes and kind of targets. Um, I think it sh- and should give and Juju has proven this, but should give Juju the freedom to kind of run wild. Um, but no, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think with a no Gronk Steeler or sorry, no Gronk Patriots, uh, I mean, they're going to be a lot of five and outs and probably just running the ball with Sony Michelle. I think this is going to be a lot closer, yeah. like you said, than, um, than people kind of anticipate it to be. But 
Cool, dude. Um, so I guess let's just kind of, you know, like I said, the whole reason that we're uh, kind of wanted to do this format. So the podcast that I listen to, they kind of do this format and they just kind of track it throughout the year and just kind of see how well they do. Obviously, we don't have to put any money or anything on it. They don't either. But I guess just more so from a bragging right perspective. Um, so I guess just to kind of recap, you know, my picks, right? So taking Lions minus three and a half. Um 49ers even against the Bucks, and then uh, my dog pick is a uh, Green Bay plus three against the Bears. Uh, do you want to give us what your uh, picks were again? Yeah, for the pros, so I have Pittsburgh plus six over or against New England. Uh, I have Philadelphia Eagles covering the nine and a half points against Washington, and then I have Baltimore covering the seven points. Um, against Miami Dolphins, and then for my um, yeah, we can do college as well. College, just to recap that as well. Um, I have Texas A and M with the points plus seventeen points. Uh, I have UCF covering the ten points against Florida Atlantic, and then I have UNC with the points plus was six and a half. But I'll still take four and a half with UNC at home against Miami. Nice, so. To round that out, I got uh, – I'm taking Texas plus five and a half against the Tigers. Uh, Boise State covering the ten and a half points against Marshall. And then Tennessee at home covering the three and a half points against BYU. But, dude, that wraps up our week one, I guess, predictions for NFL – Giving out the week two picks. More structure. Uh, I kind of like this format. It's it's a little bit more concise, you know, able to talk about, yeah, able to talk about the Hokies in the beginning um, and then kind of just break it down straight into it. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured the earlier podcast previewing each of the divisions would be a bit longer because there's a bit more fantasy aspect and, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot more projections rather than, hey, this is what's going to happen. Uh, I think, you know, moving on, we can maybe even with our betting lines kind of sprinkle in, you know, just fantasy points. And, you know, if we want to maybe even have like a different segment, just focus yep. on and, yeah, I'll, uh, here, I know, but, I know with, within our yeah, name dude. title of our uh, podcast, Back to the Field uh, with BAC being spelled for back, posted to represent um, blood alcohol content for sometimes when we have drinks during this show and kind of talk about that but i gotta say i had a oreo for the first time in a long time and bac stands for <laughs> badass cookie because that's what it is dude that's awesome that I, you know i was about to say i thought when you came up with that uh when you started that with you know referencing the name and the bac i was like oh shit eric's about to be like yo i made a ridiculous drink right now. <laughs> nope. Did not because I'm sitting here drinking a seltzer, um, not not white clothing, just a plain old polar seltzer, raspberry lime flavored, <laughs> badass cookie, dude. I like it, man. <laughs> it, is, it is one badass cookie. Uh, 